Headliner Radio, the creative voice. On today's Emerging Headliner podcast powered by Source Elements, we're welcoming one of the Netherlands' most exciting young LGBT artists, Julia Sahara, onto the show. So welcome, Julia. How are you today? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm fine. I'm great, actually. The weather is nice here and I'm uh, yeah, planning to go into nature later. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's sunny here as well, for once. So I thought that was just a British thing where we always talk about the weather. I must be a European. <laughs> No, it's awesome. It's the same in Holland, yeah. Love it, love it. And um, what have you been doing? Like, what's going on with you at the moment? Um, I know you've had a busy year, and I think because I spoke to you briefly before, you said you'd um, taken the opportunity to get a lot of houseplants over the last year, haven't you? I've done that as well. Yes, yeah, there are a lot of plants in my house at the moment. (laughs) There weren't uh, about a year ago. I, I didn't have any plants in my house because... Well, I don't know. I wasn't really into it, I guess. I wasn't really uh, uh, w- uh, there with my mind uh, in plants. And now I have, uh, I think, around 15 to 20 plants in my house. And I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Not bad. I think I'm on par with you. Um, I don't know what you call them over there, but in England they're called garden centres. So it's where you buy all the plants, basically. Oh, right, so yeah. that was one of the only places that was open during the proper lockdown. So I found myself going there on a weekend because yeah. what, what else is there? <laughs> yeah, it's the same over here. I think, uh, yeah, when all the shops were closed, the the garden centers as you call it <laughs> were still open here as well and we just yeah we went almost every day just buying new plants <laughs> finding new spaces to put them <laughs> <laughs> sounds good sounds good yeah. they brighten up the place though don't they yeah it's just it's more uh life in the house you know it's, I, I don't know it feels really good to have more nature in the house mm, absolutely I couldn't agree more and um so what a bit about you and your background so are you from a musical family did you always want to do music since you were a child um I remember uh trying like a, a musical course when I was uh like seven or eight like really young um, because I I wanted to do something with music some instrument or singing or just anything um, but I didn't know what instrument, I didn't know what I would like. Um, so I tried that musical course and then I ended up playing the saxophone for about a year oh, nice. <laughs> because I, I don't know, it really, uh, it really got to me, I guess. Um, and I figured after a year that I, uh, I figured out I wanted to sing because I really enjoyed singing, uh, and I couldn't sing and play the saxophone at, at the same mm. time. So I decided to stop. Uh, with the saxophone lessons and after that I um, I joined I think I joined my first band when I was nine or ten I was also pretty young you have this thing in Holland uh, it's called King's Day well, when I was younger it was called Queen's Day because we had a queen then and everybody gets out on the street and um, tries to make money with like old toys or old books and um, or you can make music or or do some kind of act on the street so I decided with my brother and um, and the neighbor um, uh, the neighborhood boy that he uh, that we wanted to start a band and uh, I started singing uh, in that band and I think we ended up playing for like five years and we did some open mics and some uh, really small bars that had open mics and some schools and uh, I think that was the first time I um, I really got into music and I uh, just know I just knew I enjoyed it. I didn't know I wanted to do it professionally or make money off it. I just uh, I just knew I really enjoyed singing. So um, I think that's where it started. Yeah. Okay. And do you play the saxophone at all now or did you give it up um a while ago? 
No, I unfortunately I, I didn't play um, the sax. I, I haven't played in, I think, like 15 years. So I, I don't know what I would remember. Maybe I could get some kind of sound out of it, but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think it's going to gonna sound really well. <laughs> okay, maybe a bit more practice then for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, can you remember uh, what is the first bit of music that you bought or maybe downloaded, depending on your age, um, with your own money? Um, well, I actually remember, uh, buying a first, my first stereo set when I was pretty young. I think I was 11 or 12 and I really, I saved up for that. I was really, um, excited, uh, about it. And, uh, I think the first music I bought with that, so it, it was a CD player. Um, and I think it was from a Dutch artist called Anouk. Um, and she really, uh, influenced my singing. I think she's really, she's a famous singer here and, I've been following her since I was since I was a little girl, and I always enjoyed her music. So I kind of grew up with her music, and um, yeah, I, I think that was the first album I, I ever bought. Okay, interesting, well remembered as well. Um, yeah. what, what about in terms of other artists that have inspired you? Maybe who else were you into growing up? Um, who do you look up to now? Um, well, it just uh, it, it it's so broad. My musical taste is uh, well. I don't think you can. Uh, uh, really, uh, uh, what do you, how do you call it? Like profile it or yeah. anything. It's, it's so broad. And, um, I really enjoy that as well. You know, I always want to, uh, listen to new music and listen to new influences that, uh, can help me, uh, that can inspire me, you know? Um, but at the moment I'm listening to, um, Emily King a lot. She's a USA, uh, singer. Uh, also Leanne La Havas has been inspiring me since, mm. I was a uh, a teenager, um, so it's, yeah, definitely her new album. I always listen to John Mayer a lot because he's just such a such an amazing songwriter. Um, what else? Well, I could give you a list. I'll email to email to you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, some really good ones on that. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. <laughs> um, I love Leanne Le Havas as well. I love her voice. She's just stunning, isn't she? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. What a talent. And, um, okay, for our listeners that don't know, um, so you were the youngest person ever to audition and win The Voice of Holland. So when you look back at that now, what is it like? This, um, you know, audition process looks so nerve-wracking. I can hardly even bear to watch it. I imagine you must have to wait all day. Um, what is it like to be on that show? It's definitely nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot of waiting, and waiting makes the nerves worse, <laughs> definitely. Um I remember uh, starting off really nervous because, well, everything is so new and it's such a huge production and everybody's, you know, really tight on schedule and everything has to go by uh, by the book. Um, and I remember being pretty nervous about that. But once I get on the stage, I just try to, that's what I still do when I, when I have shows, I just try to remember, okay, you really like this. <laughs> you really enjoy playing and singing music. Um, so just remember that and really try to enjoy that because you can, of course, nerves are, you know, they are healthy and they're going to help you uh, perform maybe a little bit better if they don't take the upper hand. And um, well, but you don't have to let them get, let them take the upper hand and don't let them, um, you know, get you in that really tense state that you can't really, that you can't even talk or, or sing anymore that's yeah that's just unhealthy I think so I try to remember um, 
once I uh, I had to go on stage, I just tried to remember, okay, you really enjoy this, you really like singing, it's just uh, reaching out to people, just singing for people, you you really enjoy this. And I just kept repeating that to myself. <laughs> oh, my God. It sounds like you stayed very calm, you dealt with it in completely the right way there. Um, so was it um, the virtual audience that was there, or was there a real one? No, it was a real one at the time, yeah. It was uh, 2013. Oh, of course. I forgot the timeline there. Everything feels like the other day to me, but of course yeah, that was yeah. a few years ago now. <laughs> I have the same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been a few years and um, there was still a, a real-life audience. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was around 1,500 people or something in the studio over there. And then, of course, the judges and... Yeah, pretty uh, nerve-wracking even thinking about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just um, some sort of... I don't know, there was a there was a good vibe on stage. I remember uh, just really connecting with the band. Um, and that, al- that also uh, helps, you know, with really connecting to the musical uh, side of it. Because, well, I just want to be in it with the band and really connect with them. Um, yeah, and it was just a really nice ambience on stage I remember that oh good and why did you pick oops I did it again for the audition what was it about that song that um sort of spoke to you and made you think yeah this is gonna be the one um I remember discussing the songs with uh, with the production team over there and um I think I learned that song maybe like a year before the before the audition so I I've, I've been playing I I was playing it for a while already and um I remember playing it for them for the production team um, and they just really, they were really fond of it and they, uh, really pushed me into, uh, into doing that song. And I really enjoyed it because it was just, um, it was something else. And I remember, uh, it was really the kind of, um, music that I was into at the time. So really acoustic, interesting, maybe a little bit jazzy, uh, vibe from, um, or, or covers from, from, uh, from really, well, big hits, um, yeah, and I remember seeing the the cover from uh, Kina Granis. She, she originally covered uh, the "Oops, I Did It Again" uh, in that version, and I remember seeing that and just instantly falling in love with that with that cover. And I just knew I wanted to uh, learn it. And uh, after I played it for the production team, they just uh, yeah they felt it too, and uh, we just we pretty quickly decided that should be the audition song. Okay, well, it did the trick, certainly. And um, what about um, your time on the show? Obviously, you must have learned so much, but how did winning the show change your life? What was it like afterwards for you? Um, well, it was definitely some sort of a roller coaster vibe <laughs> after after winning The Voice because, well, of course, you can do a lot of shows and um, I won a record label, so uh, we, we instantly uh, went into the studio and, and started recording for my cover album. Um, and I remember everything going really uh, quickly. And um, looking back on it now, I think uh, it's so important to me now uh, to really, you know, uh, be in it, be in something with my heart, and be really true and honest, and really um, stand by everything I do. And looking back on it, everything went so fast. And um, yeah, I think, I, of course, I learned a lot, and I enjoyed everything, playing everywhere, and meeting all those people. But I. Uh, I would tell if I could go back or tell myself, uh, my younger self to uh, just slow down a bit and enjoy everything and, you know, just think about stuff and really feel uh, what feels good to me. I uh, 
Well, I would tell her <laughs> if I could. <laughs> mm, it's easier said than done, isn't it? It's always good to look back yeah. in hindsight um, and see what you yeah. could have done. But you did amazingly on that show. Well deserved oh, as well. <laughs> um, and obviously people always do covers on the show, of course, because that's what people know and they want to hear yeah. or hear a rendition of. So what's it been like to show people your own music after the show? Yeah, that's definitely scary because I, I was uh, definitely used to playing covers uh, for people, you know, uh, growing up. Uh, and playing those open mics at schools and bars, I uh, usually always played uh, covers. And um, I think I started writing songs when I was about 15 or 16. And I remember it just being really frustrating. You know, you don't really know what you want to say and how you want to say it. And it's such a such a difficult process to begin with. Well, at least for me, it was just finding out uh, what stories I wanted to tell and um, yeah, what kind of songwriter I wanted to be. Um, so I kind of struggled with it uh, in the beginning and definitely after um, entering such a huge competition and, and getting such a huge stage with a, with an, with a really big audience. Um, yeah, it was really, it was a shift. Yeah, it was something different to um, let the people hear original music and um, really um, be vulnerable. You know, telling stories is pretty vulnerable and um, everybody could can have an opinion on it and you know it's just out there for people to love or hate and uh, yeah that's pretty scary but I am um, well you just have to go through it I guess <laughs> if you want to uh, write your own songs and, and release them. Yeah absolutely I'm guessing you, you always write songs then so what intends what tends to um, inspire your songwriting then and has that changed over the years do you think? Um, I think in general uh, just you know life inspires me it sounds really cheesy but uh, yeah what I experience um, could turn out to, to, to end up in a song and uh, what I see around me what my friends are experiencing um, my family all of those stories could turn out to be um, these songs and uh, I think that that's pretty much the same as it was in the beginning of, of my songwriting um, uh, career um, but I think, well, of course you, you change and develop and, and uh, evolve as a person. So uh, I think the general uh, uh, inspirations are, are pretty much the same, you know, so out of life, love, um, relationships with friends or family or loved ones. Um, but I think, of course, I'm changed as a person. So the stories change as well. And, and uh, the approach of songwriting also change, I think. Yeah. Mm, okay that's interesting and then so speaking of that that leads me on nicely so your new album remedy has just come out so congratulations how does that feel thank you yeah it feels really good <laughs> it's been uh it's been a hell of a process <laughs> i think uh, i've been working on the songs for about two years so um it was a yeah it was a pretty long process and i'm just so happy finally people get to listen to it and um yeah these stories uh were really uh, they really had to uh, be released uh, felt like that um, and um yeah I'm just I'm focusing on the next I'm, I'm, I'm writing and also you know releasing an album also inspires to write again because you want to go on to the next and on to the next album and um, yeah so it's it's been really good in so many ways <laughs> oh excellent that's really good to hear nice um after all that time it sounds like you've been sitting on these songs for maybe a little while so what yeah. <laughs> side of yourself did you want to show on the album um I think I um wanted to uh just be really honest to myself because I've been um I've been in a pretty much of a 
self-reflecting process for the past year, maybe two. Um, and I just wanted to um, to show that in on the album. I just really wanted to uh, tell stories that I've I've truly experienced and I truly felt, and I really wanted to share that, share that with the world. And um, yeah, I think that uh, that also helps me if I'm being really honest in my music. I can listen to the songs I, I wrote and um, it all, it, it helps me again. You know, it kind of, it's kind of a healing effect. I, I'm kind of my own therapy therapist. If I <laughs> write a song about something that I am um, experienced and I can listen to it instead of, uh, you know, thinking about it in my mind, worrying about it. And it just goes on and on in my mind. Um, and instead of that, I have it in a song and it's out there and it's out of my mind and I can have a listen to it um, if I feel like it. And, yeah, that's really um, a nice thing to have, I think. Okay, that's interesting. You're saying you're using it as sort of um, your own therapy. A lot of songwriters say that they work through things, through music. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Um, I was wondering, was there any kind of overall, I don't want to say theme, but, you know, any kind of cohesive sort of thought to the album when you were putting it together, writing the songs? Did you have an idea in mind for it or was it just the collection of songs that came together? Um, I think... When I started writing for the album, I um, I thought, well, let's just write uh, the songs I uh, I want to write right now, and we'll see what comes out of it. So not really uh, a big concept. Mm -hmm. But looking back on uh, when I almost finished all of, all of the tracks, I um, I looked back on it and I thought, okay, there's a really obvious. Uh, well, I could call it theme because it's uh, pretty much a theme, and um, that's when I came up with with um, with remedy, the title track, and also. That, that it should be the title of the album because um, I found out that uh, all of the songs had some some kind of um, love healing theme about them and um, yeah that's really what I've been working through for the past uh, for the past year is just really trying to heal some uh, some broken bonds or you know some stuff inside myself and um, the the most important remedy for me was was love and self love so I um yeah I decided that should be the main theme of the album and also the the title of the album oh that's nice well nice that it came together maybe even without a plan but that's um the way music yeah. works sometimes isn't it for me it does yeah no <laughs> usually don't have any plans and then uh, <laughs> in the end yeah I grew up in the arms of my loved ones couldn't have wished for more. But I would like to know where my blood runs I never knew before I can barely sleep, curiosity Is taking the best of me Could I have been happy in Indiana? So the first single that is um, is Indiana. So this is a very personal song to you, and it's close to your heart, isn't it? So um, yeah. would you like to talk a little bit about why that is, and the um, you know the meaning behind this song? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Indiana is the um, the state I was born. So I was born in the USA, um, and I was adopted when I was a little baby. I came to Holland when I was about three weeks old, I think. 
Um, and I grew up here. I have, I have my family and my friends here and uh, my whole life is here. Um, and I never really um, spent that much time on, on trying to figure out what kind of effect the adoption had on me. I never, it was never a secret or anything. I, I always knew um, I was adopted and I uh, went to the States when I was 11 years old. So I kind of had that whole uh, thing going, but it never really took up a lot of space in, in my day-to-day -day life. I thought, well, okay, that's just something that is. Um, and as I grew older, and just I think for the past two or three years, I've been really thinking about what, what kind of effect it had on me, um, you know, growing up away from the place I was born and away from my uh, birth family and what kind of yeah effect that, that could have on me. Um, and... Well, the more I, uh, the more attention I paid to that, the more the curiosity grew about my life over there. You know what could have been, um, and that's that's when I decided that I wanted to write a song about that curiosity. So, you know, the what if, what if I grew up there, and um, what kind of life does my uh, biological family have over there? And um, yeah, all those questions that you you can you can have about those what ifs. I uh, I really wanted to put that in a song. Well, that's fascinating because a lot of people think that you could think about it about something small, like what if I grew up maybe one town over, went to a different school, you, you'd have yeah. different friends. So I can't even imagine to think of, you know, a different family in another country across the other side of the world. But I think it sounds like yeah. a lot of people can resonate with this because um, it, we all think about it, I suppose, in some aspect, don't we? Exactly. Yeah. And I really wanted to represent represent all the what ifs, you know, just because I can imagine not everyone is adopted and uh, they don't have a story like this, but everyone has their own story and their own what ifs. And, you know, as tiny as a, um, what if I grew up or what if I went to that other school, it sounds pretty small, but it could make all of the difference in your life, you know? So that's important that, well, of course don't get caught up in it and don't, uh, <laughs> don't worry about it too much, but definitely, you know, it, it, let it be and um, let it have a, a space in your life. And, um, yeah, it's it's all right to think about the what ifs and um, yeah, things you would have wanted in life maybe or yeah, what if uh, things out, turned out differently? Yeah. Mm, no, I think it's really interesting. Obviously, this is very personal to you, so um, really nice that you've been able to put it down in music. Do you think it's somewhat easier sometimes to let out some thoughts in a song rather than perhaps talking about things? Um, I think. Uh, I, I also really enjoy talking about things like these and, and I really try to talk about it with different people as well because I think that's just a healthy thing to do because everybody thinks about things in a different way and everybody has their own opinion. So uh, I try to do that as much as I can. Um, but putting it in a song really um, makes it... Um, I don't really know how to describe it, but... Um, it's really, it's really set then, you know, I have the words, I, I choose the words really uh, consciously and I think, okay, this should be the lyric and this should be uh, the lyric that represents my feelings uh, mm -hmm. in the best way. Um, so it's really well thought out. Um, and in a, in a discussion or a, or a conversation, it's more like, a, like a sparring kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. you just, you go on, uh, you go back and forth and, um, in a song, it's really set in stone. So you really have to think about what you uh, what you feel and what you want to say about that. 
Mm, absolutely and well only you can tell it it's your story so I think that's wonderful um I saw recently so I think I saw this in your Instagram so old habits got played on the radio recently didn't it so even though you've had this you've had massive success on the voice you know people know you especially in the Netherlands so was it like hearing your song on the radio though I I can't get used to that (laughs) that's such an amazing (laughs) feeling um and then well it doesn't happen uh, that often and definitely not with the original music. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's so amazing to uh, um, to hear myself on the radio because, you know, it's such a big uh, platform and people are listening at that moment. And um, yeah, it's just, it's an amazing opportunity to uh, to be played on the radio. Definitely. Oh, incredible. I wondered if you in some way do get used to it if you've been on TV, but it sounds like, no, it's always exciting. Definitely. No, it's always exciting. Yeah. Also being on TV is, um, that's a, I think a whole different world uh, on itself uh, again you know radio is it's mostly about the music and TV is well you have to watch something as well mm. so uh, yeah I think that's uh, two different different worlds as well yeah no I absolutely agree um, and on the album then so do you have a personal favorite song on Remedy oh that's difficult um, I think because Indiana is such a such a personal story, and I uh, that really helped me personally to reflect on on the whole um, uh, adoption part of my life. Um, so I think that one has a special place in my heart. <laughs> mm. But um, after that, maybe "Who You Wanna Be" is uh, is my favorite. Okay, lovely. And um, have you chosen the next single off the album yet? If you're allowed to say. Well, we discussed uh, uh, our next single, and actually, that, that might be who you want to be. So, um, I'm hoping to uh, pull through and uh, and have have that to you in uh, in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, okay, that's exciting. Um, that's something to aim for. And what about this year? Then, have you got any shows planned? I know it's difficult at the moment with all of the live events being cancelled, but perhaps they're yeah. starting to open up again. I'm not sure what it's like in the Netherlands, but um, do you have anything penciled in at the moment? Uh, not much penciled in. I I do have one show that keeps getting uh, postponed, unfortunately, mm. um, and it's a pretty big one. So I just hope it uh, it follows through. Maybe by the end of the year. Um, that's a a really nice show. I I entered the best singers of Holland uh, a few years ago. It's also a TV uh, show, and they they're gonna have a live concert for the first time. So I'm I'm really uh, finger crossing <laughs> at, the t- at the moment for that to uh, to follow through by the end of the year um, and no more shows um, in the agenda for now that's um, well I think all the artists are in the same uh, same place uh, uh, I think um, about shows right now but um, I'm just I'm writing a lot of new songs I'm focusing on a new album just you know putting out music is the only thing we can do at the moment so um, I'm gonna go for that <laughs> Okay, well, that's great. That's a really nice thing to aim for. And, well, we look forward to seeing when your new single is picked, which one it is. Um, And we'll take a look out for that on social media and everything to see what's coming from you next. All right. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And I hope everything goes well with the new single and good luck with everything, with the live shows and everything. Yes, thank you. You uh, Good luck to you too uh, in everything you do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.